They really can't name generations anymore. Oh, hi, everybody. Uh, welcome again to the Titanium Mine. On this episode, we're going to be talking about Generation Zero, which is a, a game where you uh, wander a landscape and kill robots before they kill you. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. No, no. Let's, uh, let's sit down and let me try to explain this in a little bit more detail. So, the general concept behind this was actually pitched to me originally as, imagine if you had um, the hunter call of the wild, but instead of animals you were hunting uh, robots. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. That is really not what I was getting out of this game. Uh, you start out with your character washing up on the shores of this a place with very little in the way of armaments and a bunch of like abandoned houses and cars off to the side of the road and really no idea of what's going on until you start to realize that you are going to be encountering these robots in many different forms and that you are going to have to keep essentially surviving in this world while accruing new weaponry and gear. So in a lot of ways this reminded me more of maybe like State of Decay, but it's all in first person, so actually, I guess, Dying Light in a lot of ways. Uh, maybe more like Dead Island, because you are mostly on ground, there's no parkour going on here. But anyway, you might have noticed that I was referring not to games about hunting, but games about zombies. Because in most respects... This game is sort of like a zombie survival game, but the zombies are robots. This is pretty much the formula. In fact, uh, you know, you, you go from one area to the next area, and there are different variants on the kinds of robots that you're going to be dealing with. Some of them are very fast, some of them are very powerful, some of them have ranged combat. In fact, if I'm really looking at it, this is probably closest to Dead Island. And so you can kind of get an idea of, of the general structure of this, but much more focused on range combat, I suppose. Not so much about the bitey aspect with your enemies. There are some problems, though, that you encounter pretty early on. The first one is that there's a lot of places to loot. There's a lot of loot spots. And so you'll go into houses, you'll go into cars, and you'll realize that... There are just all of these places you have to explore very fully to get everything that you need out of each location. And when you get to towns, this can be incredibly egregious. In fact, it brings the game to nearly a standstill while you are going around seeing if you've gone into all the houses, gone into all the cars. Like, cars aren't just, like, one collectible item, either. It's not like you can walk up to the car and say, what's in the car? No, the car has, um, a hood a trunk, and four doors, typically. And you can open all of those up and see if there's any items inside each of those places. So you now have six searchable locations, essentially, in a car. Now you're on the street where they've abandoned all these cars, and you could see six or seven cars. So just imagine how much time this is going to take as you interact with each of the elements there. Now get into the houses, and there are literal suburbs here that have been completely overrun by the robots, and once you actually kill off all the robots, or destroy them, 
you are going to probably want to look around those houses. And when you get into those houses, there's a bunch of different rooms, upstairs and downstairs, and different kinds of layouts. And there are going to be a lot of different interactive elements that you can use. Not all of them are really well marked at the outset. So you're going to be going around trying to observe everything that you possibly can to see if any of this is something you can actually interact with and if they have anything useful inside of those drawers or on those countertops, etc. Then there are some weird things where, like, I thought that it was going to have an interactive element. Like, you'd kind of imagine maybe you could interact with the fridge, open the fridge up, maybe there's something there. No, fridges aren't the, the kind of things that you would interact with in this world, are you kidding me? And, of course, there is a crafting system, because, of course, there's a crafting system, and it will allow you to uh, build certain items or modifications, and you can break down different scrap and items that you find in the world. If you want base components, there's a lot of different systems that are going on. But one of the biggest problems that I think it has is the robots themselves. They're sort of just these amalgamations of scrap metal that have been put together and in many ways blend into the background when you are near forests. You are basically just looking for motion because the only things that you encounter in this game that are mobile are the robots. So they are usually kind of a grayish or a bland, you know, rusty color. And so they're going to blend in pretty well against the ground and the trees, etc., so it becomes very difficult to see them until hopefully maybe you catch their uh, red sensor lights that they have on their head units. Um, but then there are also some other red elements in the world. Now, you might think to yourself that you could get a little bit clever here in Generation Zero. And maybe you could set traps because they do give you a lot of stuff to set traps that will draw the attention of robots and some explosive items that you can use. You can set them down and then you can explodify them. And if a robot is nearby, they take heavy damage. And I did try to do this a couple times. I had one chance where I had a radio and I had collected a lot of these and I realized I didn't really want them in my inventory anymore because they take up a lot of weight and you do have a carrying capacity that if you exceed it, will cause you to not run and then not move. So I needed to yeah, deal with that. And so I thought, well, I might as well take care of some of these radios and also some of these explosive cans that I had lying around. So I thought to myself, well, I'll take out some of the explosive cans in the middle of this field because I know that there's some robots around. And I'm going to kind of check them around here and then I'm going to see if I can't toss the radio into the middle of that draw everybody in, and then I'll see if I can just explodify them all. Now, this seemed like a pretty good idea. Um, so I, I check the radio in, and I have maybe four explosive cans all around it. And the robots kind of come up, but they don't really go right up to the radio. They're still, like, off to the side. But I figure maybe they're close enough to the explodey barrels that I can knock a bunch of them out, because there's like six or seven of them all over the place. And so I explode the barrels. None of them get injured, because it's apparently outside of the blast radius. And all of a sudden, I am now being chased by 20 of these robots, with, you know, limited healing capacity at my disposal, 
and a quickly diminishing amount of ammunition. And so I start to retreat, and I run away toward a bridge, and uh, all the while using up a lot of health items that I had stockpiled along the way, and being continuously pursued by these robots because they just don't let up. They have no interest in doing so. Um, and uh, I get to a bridge, and I think maybe I can use the bridge, or maybe I can go over and find another save point or something. Uh, there is a giant robot on that bridge, so I don't want to go over there immediately, but then I get swarmed by some more of these robots that are coming from different directions. This is sort of the experience I was taking away from Generation Zero. Uh, my mode of transportation, by the way, if you are not on foot, is a bicycle. That's what you get. Not, not like a motorcycle. No, no, no. A bicycle that you pedal. It's not good. It doesn't work very well. And the bike is not always accessible. You have to spawn it from, like, a bicycle repair station. And then if it's just off in the ether, you can't, like, summon it. So you either have to go back to where the bike was, or you have to find a station where you can summon it again. Although I didn't really find it all that useful, just because you don't go particularly fast while you're on that bicycle. And it's not like I can shoot while I'm on said bicycle. Uh, again, these are a lot of interesting concepts, and I can tell that there is a much larger game that you could play if you enjoyed it. I, however, did not, which is why I did not see the rest of the world, uh, so to speak. I could see the map, I could see where the map would take me to all of these other locations, and how big the world was that they were trying to create, and I imagine that if you play this in multiplayer, because it is uh, potentially a multiplayer game, if you can find people to play it with you, that it might be more enjoyable. This seems like the kind of game that would lend itself more to that, but I just felt like there were so many missed opportunities. Like, for instance, there's a point that I got to where there were these bunkers. You could tell that there were these bunkers. They were literally built into the sides of a, a mountain, right? And I was like, ooh, this is cool. And you, you can tell that they're, like, right into the side of a cliff, and you can kind of go around the cliff a little bit. And I thought to myself, well, it would be really neat if I could go in there but I couldn't. And it gets even more frustrating because they've even put doors on these buildings, but I can't get in the door. And now I did find some that looked like they could be lockpicked, but you need to have the right skill for you to lockpick them. It's not like you have a, a certain proficiency in lockpicking. No, you actually literally have to unlock the skill in order to do that. Skill points, too, I might mention, come very few and far between. It takes a lot of XP for you to uh, get a skill point, so you're not going to be unlocking a lot of things along the way. And there are a lot of different kinds of skills that you might want to invest your points into, and it's uh, it's not like it will really let you re-roll it, at least not at the beginning. You know, the thing about it is, Generation Zero seemed to have some good ideas, but it kind of bogs itself down in monotony, and... Uh, blandness. It doesn't look particularly vibrant, and the enemies and their design don't really stand out. So, in some ways, I guess I understand why people think that it, it reminds them of a hunting simulator, because animals have a tendency to blend into the backgrounds, too, and you might have long periods of time where you're not fighting anything. But, 
the general survival elements of it added into that and the combat being what it is just kind of make the whole experience, at least for me, uh, a slog. It felt far too slow and also far too monotonous to be enjoyable. And that is then punctuated with these big firefights of just so many enemies just coming down on you hard. Especially when you've tried to do something innovative that backfires in your face. There's not a lot of rewards for innovation and playing smart. It felt like I was probably going to have a better time of it if I didn't strategize and pick up everything and just try to like run from one objective to the next and hope for the best. I didn't really want to play that way because years of video gaming have taught me that I really, really want all the things in the drawers, please. But realistically, I probably didn't need to bother. It was more time investment doing that than what I gained from it. And maybe I should have just tried to do the storyline itself. But it bogged me down. I wasn't very happy with that. And so I stopped playing Generation Zero, and I can't tell you that I would really recommend it to anybody. I, I think that there's better games out there. So I was trying to think what game I could recommend if I wasn't going to recommend Generation Zero, and I mentioned some games that it was similar to, although ones like Dead Island, which is probably the closest I could think of, I actually wouldn't recommend. I don't like that game, and it's not really close enough to Dying Light. I thought I would just recommend something else that I had previously played that reminded me of it in some certain elements. Mostly the idea of survival in this uh, open landscape where I do have to think about, you know, my food and enemies and um, how to craft equipment and weaponry, etc., and that's Medieval Dynasty, uh, a game that I very much enjoyed and is not necessarily as feature-rich or story-driven as other games I played this last year, but is one that I found far more addictive. I think it's because all of that collection that you do actually feels like it does more. Like, I can go around and collect a bunch of mushrooms and plants and trees and rocks, and yes, you'll spend an inordinate amount of time collecting all of that stuff, just like you collect an inordinate amount of stuff scavenging in Generation Zero. But in Medieval Dynasty, I can actually put them into my herbalist huts or my blacksmith shop, etc., so that I can craft stuff. And if I can't do it, I can get uh, townspeople for my little civilization, my little settlement, so that they can do it. And so there's actual stuff that you can do. It feels like you're actually gaining something. Maybe because I'm actually building out a town and creating these crops and fields and, uh, you know, farms out of all of this. But the Collectathon actually felt like it had purpose. Like, I, I felt like there was a reward to it because I got something out of it, far more than I did in Generation Zero. And if you want to do the hunting part and you want to go out into the woods and you want to maybe encounter some bandits that you have to deal with or go on a lot of little sub-quests, this has more of that. And I, uh, I generally think that the 
experience is better. Now, I will say that it still needs a lot of work. Um, I don't understand why it takes so damn long for me to get a horse. I, I don't even know how many hours I've put into Medieval Dynasty, and I still don't apparently have the experience necessary to get a horse, so, even though I've traveled the entire world at this point. Um, it, uh, there, there, there are issues, but it doesn't stop it from being far more satisfying and enjoyable than, uh, than Generation Zero in the elements that they share. Okay, so I am declaring this Generation Citanium. Yes, I know generations aren't a thing. I know it's a concept we made up. I, you're, you were just looking for an excuse to leave, weren't you? 